Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. I'm Stu Whiffin. Joining me always, Mr. Blake Harrison. How are you, mate? I'm very good. I'm very good. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I mean, we're, we're, we're talking like we've literally just bumped into each other. We've just recorded uh, today's episode yeah. and we're still buzzing because um, today's guest is the Welsh Gangster and uh, it's Oban Elliott making a return to the MMA Fan Podcast. Um, it's, it's no secret that I think the first time we, we had Oban on, we we both hung up that that Zoom call with him, and and uh, I think we've said it since. It was one of our favourite interviews, and 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 Oban so emotionally invested in, you know, his journey, and and he, he shows so much passion when he talks, and uh, and you're going to get another big dose of that today. It's such a lovely chat with uh, an absolute top gen. It's uh, it's a cracker, isn't it, mate? It's an absolute cracker. And as you say, that that first episode we did with Oban is brilliant. And I would go out on a limb to say, Oban Elliott, I think, is probably one of the best, most open and honest interviewees Hmm. in all of MMA. I I really think, I listen to a lot of MMA interviews, I listen to a lot of fighters, and I think Oban Elliott is consistently inspiring, motivating, uh, it's vulnerable. It, I, I, you don't hear that word much when we talk about uh, mixed martial artists and stuff like that, but in the best way, I think open and vulnerable. And I think he is a guy that when you hear his story and when you listen to him talk, even just on this episode as well, oh God, you root for him and you really want him to do well. You, you get behind him. So hopefully everyone listening to this will, will feel that way and will be checking out his, uh, his Dana White contender series fight, which uh, we mentioned is on the 22nd of August against Kike Brito. Absolutely. Um, if it's your first time listening to the podcast, hello, thanks for joining us. Um, you've missed loads already, as, as Blake mentioned, we've had Oban on um, already, as well as that, we've had a real who's who of MMA uh, fighters on. Um, a, a big selection of uh, some of the greatest fighters who ever come out of Wales alongside Oban, as well as some of the you know the biggest stars of, of, uh, of, of the UFC. So go check out the back catalogue once you finish today's episode with Oban. Um, I don't know about you, mate. I haven't really got a lot more to say other than well sure. I, oh, I think there's we two have. things we, we should have. mention two things we, we should mention, mention One, uh, 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 we, we're not sure exactly uh when it's happening but 
we have a fantastic, well, it's already happened, but we don't know when we're releasing it. We have a fantastic interview with the iconic voice of the UFC Oxygen, Bruce Buffer. That will be coming your way soon. And not only is it going to be on podcast, but we were in person with Bruce Buffer and we were able to film it in quite a brilliant way face to face. So if you haven't checked out our YouTube page yet, please go and check out our YouTube page. Most of our interviews are on Zoom. I still think we're doing a good job of it all and stuff. But this Bruce Buffer one, when it comes out, is going to look the nuts. And it should Absolutely. be a really, really cracking interview that we have with him. He's got stories for days about how he became the, the voice of the UFC, about stories about you know Dana, a fight with a UFC fighter that he had in an elevator. Um, and uh, also the, the great story about how he came to realize he was the younger brother of the legendary Michael Buffer, who's the guy that coined um, Let's Get Ready to Rumble. So all of that will be coming in our Bruce Buffer interview. And the other thing I think we should mention is uh, our partners, Gamcare. Absolutely. Yes, a, so... Uh, on, I was leaving it to you, but yeah, go on, you go. <laughs> Um, so as, as many of you fight fans will know, there's so many um, podcasts and and. and you know, uh, platforms that, that, that showcase uh, mixed martial arts that, that lean heavy on sponsorship from um, gambling sites. And it's something that doesn't necessarily sit comfortably with, um, with, with Blake and myself. So rather than working uh, with, with, with gambling sites, we, we kind of sort of bucked it and went the complete opposite way and reached out to a, a, an amazing company called Gamcare that offers support uh, for, for, for not just people that are struggling with, with 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 gambling but also families of people and friends of people that are, that are struggling with a with a close one um that has a a, a gambling uh, problem so i mean have you got the, the details in front of you blake because i don't I want do, to um, get I the do. website so that- wrong uh, yes, yeah, so the website is gamcare.org.uk and the phone number is 0808-802-0133. And as Stu said, they don't just help you if you potentially have a gambling problem, but also if you're a family or, or f- a family member or a friend of someone with a gambling problem, they can provide you with free, completely free counseling sessions to help you with your issue or with dealing with someone else's issue. Also, um, they have a 24 seven helpline for you to call at any point in the day, any day of the week, uh, to try and get some support, some help, uh, some advice, or just, uh, you know, an ear to, to listen to you. Any of that is available to you. And if you're not comfortable with, uh, phone calls or we're talking to someone kind of live, if you feel a bit self-conscious about that, They've got that covered as well because they have one of those little like chat boxes, instant messaging things where you can just text someone, talk about any issues you have. So if you are someone that gambles, that thinks maybe you're gambling too much, you're getting into debt, it's it's affecting your relationships with people around you, then please, please, please reach out to these people. Just Just see if it could potentially help you. It could be one of the best things you do with your life is reaching out to get find help for this, which is something that is negatively affecting people up and down the country, gambling sites, you know, they, they can be something that is a huge detriment to your life. And I think that Gamcare do such a phenomenal job of, of helping people with a gambling addiction. So please check them out. If you feel like totally free, it's absolutely free. free. Okay. Should we get on with today's chat? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, here is the Welsh gangster. 
Oban Elliott. Oban Elliott, how are you doing, mate? I'm very good, mate. How are you? Very, very good, thank you. Very good. So how's, yeah, how's te- things going? Your teeth are looking so perfect. Have you had them fixed <laughs> You know what? No. It don't help, Oban, that like, he's sitting next to me and I've got these, I look like a row of bombed houses for my teeth and he's just got them pearly whites. <laughs> we got we got we got teeth like Stonehenge compared to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking brilliant well, there, like, you know. They are they are my teeth, but they've had a bit of work done, don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah, they've had a little uh, Yeah, of course, mate. No, lovely fair play. Yeah. No, no, the thing that people usually notice between when they're looking at uh, me and Stu is the complete difference in skin tone. Because he's looking like Charles Oliveira these days, and I yeah, look like so some tan. kind of undead corpse. He's so tan. How is it? What's, it? What's your secret, Stu? Are you in the sunbeds? You in the, you are in the sunbeds? Do you know what? I've never had a sunbed in my life. And, I've never? Uh, I, no, no, never. I went to... Uh, I went uh, I went on holiday to Corsica and it was it was proper up there and I do go I do tan pretty quickly and oh, it don't help it don't help coming from Essex and then when you got a suntan people are just like yeah sunbed all day long yeah he's uh, a sunbed uh, I, mean, <laughs> I was expecting lie. like I was expecting like a bit of Saint Tropez in a bottle or something like that from Stuart. I have, That's what I I have some med. I have Saint, I don't have Saint Tropez. What have I used before? I've used like the creams. Gone <laughs> <laughs> on the little sunbed. <laughs> You've got to look, look, got to look good with your shirt off, though, haven't you? That's the exactly, whole thing. Yeah, so you, the you've got to look the part when you step I in the oxygen. Full together. body shave. I get the tan. I get it all. I get, the <laughs> I get all that. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, we're here talking to you today, particularly about your upcoming fight against Kite Brito on the Dana White Contender Series. I believe that's the twenty second of August. Yeah. Um, and what I'd love to know is just how it how it came about. When did you find out you were getting this opportunity to fight in a contender series? I um well, I was I say negotiating. I wasn't really nego. It's not negotiating, is it? It's like I was going back and forth with Cage Warriors after I beat James Sheehan about what I was gonna do next. And they like they're I'm not slagging them off, but they get a bit too busy for their own good sometimes. So like they were, well, they, we were waiting for a waiting for a bout agreement. We were waiting for an opponent. It kept getting swapped. Get, get, and we were like, well, what's going on? We still don't know. And I was meant to fight on that card of card in July. Can I just chuck my phone on Do Not Disturb? Will that yes, affect me? Yeah. I don't want this to... I don't want this as to As long go. as it's not going to get rid of your internet connection or something. No, I won't. Yeah, I'm still... Are we good? Great. Yeah, yeah you're good. perfect. Yeah, sound, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, that happened. We had... I was waiting for my opponent for July and this was like... It was like four or five weeks before this, maybe six. So we were still waiting. It was plenty of time, but we we still hadn't had a bout agreement. And then they come up with me with a guy and they said, once we get this San Diego show out of the way, we'll send you the contracts over for him. And we were like, all right, whatever. It's took, taken ages, but this we're kind of used to it by now. And then um, in the time they said they were going to send the bout agreement over, Sean, my Richard Shaw, you know him, um, yes. he, uh, he was, um, just lighting up Sean Shelby's emails like, every day trying to get me in the UFC. And he was doing that since, since I was going to, f- well, I was close to fighting, um, Chris Duncan on UFC London. That was like, that was really, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, Would that been down at lightweight. Yeah. That's the only thing. Yeah. But I wanted, I so wanted because you you flexed your arms. I don't know if you're doing it on purpose, but there's yeah, been a lot yeah. of you. And I'm time, like, look mate. at the state of that. <laughs> look at that. Is that 
I don't yeah. know if that's making lightweight anytime soon, is I, it? Look I, at I, it. I've got Jesus. two of these. I've got two of these. the pythons there. Oh, the... <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, it was about a time. Where was I? What was I? I think I was about, I was similar to what I weighed now after Christmas because I got this thing at Christmas time. I always get ill. So like, I don't want to go, I'll talk about that after because I'm definitely going to go off topic. So what happened with this, uh, the contender? So we were talking to the UFC, we were talking to Shelby um, about getting this Duncan fight. Uh, he, uh, he said, Shaky texted him saying, I've got Oban Elliott 7-2, and two, uh, ready, for, ready to go at all times. He said, yeah, brilliant. Okay, we'll let you know. And then um, uh, when Duncan pulled out, I was just hagging him on Twitter and Instagram and all that, getting everybody to share it up. It, it got, you know, everybody, it was a big buzz about it. And then Duncan's, we spoke, because we know Duncan's manager, so we got in touch with him. Brett is, ma- Brett Johns is managed by the same Dun- manager as Duncan, see? So Brett texts his manager. Yeah. His, so his manager was happy. Duncan was happy. I was happy. And my manager was happy. So we w- Everything got sent over to the UFC, but the UFC went with that fucking middle-aged toilet cleaner from Yanal Ashmuz, I think. Wherever he was. No, I'm not slagging him up. They just picked, plucked some guy out of there, you know, that nobody fucking has ever heard of kind of thing. So, like, well, I, we didn't care. We kind of expected because we had, like, it's kind of getting a bit like boxing now. You get the prospect fight, some random guy. It's a bit like that for your first few UFC fights. So we, I didn't care. Obviously, I bought Sheehan then. And then uh, uh, he was lighting him up. And then in that time where they were going to give me a contract, Cage Warriors were, in that in that space of time, Shelby replied saying, we've got the Contender Series, Kate Pike Brito, August 22nd. Let me know if he's in. So then we said yes. Then we spoke to Cage Warriors. We and they were like, oh, fuck, we were just about to send you your bout agreement because if I'm signed into a bout agreement, I can't leave for the mm-hmm. UFC. That's what's in the contracts. And they were like, oh, fuck. And I was just like, well, you were just too too late, I guess. Mm. And then uh, we, it was like a mad feeling. But I guess it's normal now, you know? Well, when you say a mad feeling, what do you mean? Like, what? Because what were the emotions when you were that it was it I, was happening? I, I, he, he, Shaky had me on a, he had me on... He texted me in the morning, Saturday morning, and said, oh, make sure at the gym today. I've got a surprise for you. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then he said, um, he was like, oh, it's funny, you'll laugh. I was like, all oh, right. What's it going to be some bullshit fucking... I thought, and I guess, oh, is it fake tan? Because I'm always tanned. And he said, oh, it's close. So I was like, I was like, mate. And he said, no excuses, make sure you're there. I was like, I've literally just... I, I was really busy that morning. I got up at like five in the morning driving for my brother and then I was like, oh, I'm going to have to fucking make it. So I made it. I was on a run when he texted me this as well. I was just going to do the run and um, I got up to the gym and then he showed me the email of Sean Shelby. I just burst into tears. I was just like, oh my God, it's happened. It's happened. I couldn't believe it. I still kind of can't believe it. But oh, obviously sorry. it's normal now that when I'm this close to the fight, I don't, I don't actually care about the stage or the occasion I don't care about the UFC don't care about the contender series I'm just thinking about like a cage fight which I've done which I've done nearly 20 times across amateur and professional so the emotions back then 
were so like, I was so happy. It was like the best day of my life. It was like a dream come true. But now, 11 days out, it's just business again. You know? Yeah. yeah. Mad. And you, you, you mentioned Cage Warriors as well. I just wanted to know, was there any chance that that was going to be for like a vacant belt? Because obviously Reese McKee has, has, has left yeah, now as well. He signed for the UFC. It wasn't because I kind of felt four fight win streak you've been on. I know it's it been across ca- a couple of different weight classes and stuff, but I was yeah. thinking surely Oban's fighting for a, a belt. Yeah, if, uh, I text Reese McKee myself and said, what's happening, mate? Are you getting signed or what? Because I need to know if I'm fighting for a vacant title in Cardiff. And he said, I'm still not signed. I'm not going to be fighting in Cardiff obviously. And I said, yeah, I can't expect you to fight me in Cardiff. So when are you fighting? And he said, oh, I'm probably going to try and get on like July 22nd. I was like, oh, fuck. well, I'm fucking fighting in Cardiff now. They've kind of built a card around me now. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, oh. because we, every, it was like, we, everybody thought Reese was going to get signed straight away when he beat Jimmy Waller, but obviously it took a while. So yeah. I, I actually accepted a fight against a middleweight moving down that Christian Duncan just knocked out. And with that spinning elbow, but it was yeah. him. And I, I, I was like, "Oh, are you, you can't just can't you just pull out a bum from nowhere like you do for everyone else?" I got to fight him, you know, risk my title shot against him. I was just like, "Oh, whatever, like, whatever it takes." And then when Shelby got in touch, so we were like, "Oh, landed!" <laughs> so kind of missed missed all of that, missed all of that out because you know, like. I could have fought in that July car, but like I could have broke my hands, or I could have hurt yeah. my, I could have hurt, I could have, could have got a cut, you know. And I, the medical suspensions are so strict; mm-hmm. it was just a massive. Would have been a ridiculous, would have been absolutely ridiculous for me to fight in Cardiff yeah. for the sake of for one more win. When the only reason I was doing that fight was to get a call up anyway. Yeah, so, and now you've got because, time to to prepare for your fight. And I've had, I've had like the most professional like. I've been like a soldier for 12 weeks now. It's nuts. Training for this, you know, I've had a full, like full camp, proper camp for the same guy for 12 weeks. And I can't remember. I don't think I've ever had that. I've always had pull out swaps, changes, last minute, this weight changes, this, that, this, that. I've had 12 weeks thinking about the same guy. Oh, I had it for Sheehan last time. Sorry. But now I've had it yeah. again. So, yeah. And, and in that time, uh, from what we see on your socials, you went out to the States and, and had a little wander around the Octagon. How, how was that? Tell us about that experience. That was mad. That was, that was, oh, I can't even, I can't put it, uh, you know, when you think of something for so long, you know, when you've, when you've got this plan in your head for so long and then like, it almost feels like it's always going to be a plan. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I get, I, I don't. It's like in your fields, like if you've ever felt like that. But it's always, like the whole time, it's like it's always. It's been a dream. It's a dream. It's a dream. And then when it happens, it's like, like you got kind of. I was in there and I was like, right, I'm not a fanboy anymore. I'm gonna be fighting in this cage soon, you know. So it's like I was looking at it like, mate, just taking it all in. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't get out of there. I was just, I was running around shadow boxing. Didn't, didn't literally get out of there. Is that kind of part of like a, a sort of like you? We spoke to fighters that try and do that sort of visualization of that ring walk, and they practice it in their heads. And yeah, and and you know, being in the in, you know in in a UFC 
you know, octagon, you know, where, mm. where you're going to be fighting. Was that, you know, is that something you was doing, visualizing yourself in that moment? For year, for, for like 15 years, yeah. So then when I got there, I was... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Like, I'm, at, I'm here now. What? I kind of done it a million times in my head. And like, I did, they showed us where we walk out. So I practiced the walkout. And you know, when I was fighting in cage warriors as well, like, I spend a lot of time in the cage before the fights. So I, I always have done. I, I, I like, I want to just be totally familiar with it. That's why I always like walking out in the blue corner because you get a little bit more time in the cage to just get used to it before you actually fight, you know? So it's just like, Get just familiarize it, just getting real familiar with it so it's not like alien. You just want to feel like it's a, your gym. You want the whole the, the the key to this game is treating these fights as if they're nothing spars. Yeah. You know, like look at McGregor when he fought Alvarez. He could have been he could have been anywhere in the world. He could have been in the back garden messing about. He could have been messing about in his kitchen. He was that relaxed. And that's the one of the best performances in history with the where the pressure's on. And you just treat it like it's nothing. You know what I mean? It's kind of like singing when nobody's watching and then you got to sing in front of a crowd and you're like, I go a bit shy, you know? Yeah. Or acting. But there's a perfect, you know, imagine you're really good at acting and then, fuck, you got a full set. I and have then to imagine acting. quite hard, actually, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? <laughs> no, that's, why, that's why I said it. No, because of course you know what it's like. Fucking hell. Like, it's exactly the same as that. Like, you got you're a great actor, but then you get a big role and the camera's rolling, and then there's yeah. a guaranteed you've had a part of your head, but you're like, oh fuck, here we go, don't fuck this up. A hundred percent, yeah. It's exactly the same when you're fucking having a cage fight. Like we we are fucking training every day of the week. I've done like 25, 20, 35 minute rounds this week. And I've only got to do three over there. So like really this should be easy. If I can treat it like it's like it's nothing, do you see what I'm? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like that, all my all my mind is 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 constantly wrapping it around is is treating 
treating this game like it's nothing. The last time I spoke to you boys, was it the last time or did we speak in between? Remember when I was in the school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That right? was the first time we had you on. That is a great but, episode, by the way. I right, but the first time I had you on, right, I'll tell you now the difference on what I've learned from that. I'm on this podcast. I've got this big fight with Flaminas. I've no in the back burner. I've got UFC London or the Contender Series coming up. It was a massive thing, massive deal. Like, fuck, this is the biggest moment of my life, biggest fight of my life. And look how badly I fucking fought. And these every fight since, I've been telling myself, all i got to do is treat this like it's, like it's a little spa, like it's nothing. And I can't, I can't lose. And I literally haven't lost the exchange since. Because I go into these fights now thinking, this is just a little mess around, a little spa, this is nothing. You know what I mean? So, like, when I'm when I was over there in the, that UFC headquarters, I was just like, "This is nothing. This is nothing. This is nothing. This is what, that's all I've been training my mind to think." Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So well, yeah, yeah um, that's you know, it's mad. When you get to this level, you have got you kind of realize how they're performing at the level they are because like. What was Canelo boxing? Um, what was he, was he boxing in that eighty thousand seat Mexican Mexico stadium the other week? Well, uh, Canelo, all the great fighters, you know, all the great oh. fighters, that they're, they're going out into these arenas full of thousands of people. But the reason they're fighting so well is because they're treating it like it's a spa in the gym. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's where that's where my head's at. That's where my head's at with it all. That's where it's we- got. We're both um, big fans of uh, of the Hardwick brothers. Um, yeah. And, uh, and we saw that when you was out there, you, you bumped into George. And, mm. you know, did you did you chat about, like, the enormity of the opportunities that you're both about to undertake? Yeah. We, and he's another one where he's really good at playing it down. He's real good yeah. at playing it down and being relaxed about it. So, like, that, yeah, he's, he's uh, I take inspiration from him. I haven't really told him that, but I see the way he's, like, he just like I don't know. He's kind of not even there sometimes. He's just like yeah. talking about <laughs> talking about some bullshit about like PS2 or any. Uh, do you know what I mean? Fucking. <laughs> and I'm there like, yeah, fair enough. That's his thing. He just he just he's just having fun, isn't he? He's just he's not taking it too serious. Yeah, it is a I serious mean, game, was- but you know. Yeah, I mean, when he was on, he basically was saying that, you know, because from, from our perspective, we thought he should have been signed automatically. You know, Cage Warriors champ with two title defences. But the way he said it is he went to his coach and he was like, oh, they've offered me the contender series. And the guy was like, well, what's the difference? You go, you have a fight, you're in the UFC. It's like, it, it makes no the- difference to making your debut. It's a fight, you're going to win, you're in the UFC. Exactly. That, are you seeing it the same way? And do you see, is there any pride that you take from the fact that, you know, you, you haven't become a Cage Warriors champion yet and the UFC yeah. are already on you and going, we want to give this guy the same opportunity we're giving a guy who, as, as, as we just said, has defended the belt two times. Is, do you, do you take com- a lot of pride in that? I, I tell you, it's a big compliment, yeah. It makes me feel yeah. like, fuck, I'm doing something right, you know? Like it's made me realise like I'm do I'm doing something right and like uh also I wanted it when I was like I got no interest in going back back to Cage Warriors. That's not even an option at this point. Cause like as you just said, what is the difference between between being a signed UFC fighter or going for the contender series? Who's gonna go into the UFC and think, ah, oh, it doesn't matter if I lose this because I'll get another go? 
everybody's going to want to win their fucking first UFC fight in the best possible, uh, uh, most devastating fashion they possibly can. Mm-hmm. And, every, you know, so how this is no different. And I guess, like, when I've seen, like, when I've seen, like, everyone going, oh, George should have just got signed and that, and nobody's obviously saying that about me. Cause everybody's, a lot of people are probably thinking, like, how the fuck has he got on there? But the one opinion matters. There's only a couple of opinions in MMA when it comes to how fighters are rated that are, like, are important. And Sean Shelby is one of them fucking, one of them guys whose opinion matters. And he's the one who's lit the email box up and said, we want to give this guy a chance. So I do, you, you know, you get some clueless fool on in this MMA game. There's loads of them saying, oh, what says, oh, you haven't even done this, you haven't even done that. But Shelby thinks so. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and but perhaps I don't even know how it works. Maybe Dana says, "I oh, yeah, give him, give him a chance." But then boys in the UFC offices are giving me a chance, so that's yes, a really. massive, massive compliment in itself. It's a massive achievement in itself. So it's a lifetime tick the box already, you know. And and in regards to that, um, you know, the, the opportunity to do this and, and to fight in the you know the the, the biggest you know mixed martial arts organization. Has, has there been, you know, have you sort of managed to sort of pull on the experience of of, of Brett and of Jack and, and of yeah. Richard, like, and, and to you know to, to get some sort of more insight into what it's like to fight in that organisation? Yeah, and and what I because they've been they've been they've backed me for years, right? But I can't, obviously I had a couple of slip ups on the record. Um, I say I can't. I lost two fights out of ten, like. And I'm one of them that should have never have even got to the cage. So I had one fight, real loss, where I've totally, totally underperformed out of 10 fights. And it's like, you know, I've been trying to think, what is the difference? What is the difference about getting to that level? And the difference is, like I alluded to earlier, that you've got to just go in there and treat it like a spa. Yeah. Like someone walks in my gym, yeah. They're never gonna walk out thinking, oh, I smoked me, smoked Oban today." They're gonna walk out. They're, they're probably not gonna come back. So I mean, I have that a lot. But in the octagon, it's like, you know, I, I've been thinking to myself, even the fights of one, I've like, I was like, I could have done better then. What was what was the difference? And I was treating the fights like they were these massive things, because mm. I guess they are massive things. But the way the best treat it is to treat it like it's fuck all. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's my, that's, I feel like from what I've gathered and, and the conversation, the advice I've had and you got like boys who I'm training with who've, who've fought at the highest level so many times. It, it, of course, there's there's pressure there, but it's how you deal with that pressure and it's how you like manage the the occasion. You can't let the occasion get the better of you. And, uh, I, you know, and, and that's what, if I can put an analogy down, it's like, Say you're a great, of course, like with you, Blake, you're a great actor. Don't wanna, I'm not trying to leave you up, Stu, but I'm just trying, trying to just fucking put like a little like that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Fuck Stu. Fuck Stu. Fuck him. No one gives no, you. Like, say what you were saying about me being a great actor again. Yeah, keep yeah, keep yeah. that going. Say that again. Yeah. Great actor, you get a role, yeah. you fuck the yeah. role up, and then there's like, who's this, who's this guy? <laughs> Tell me more about Blake fucking this up, please. No, no, no. But I mean, like, <laughs> and, then, and then you could probably go away and think like, why did I 
practice that so well in my fucking room, reading my lines out? Why did I practice yeah. that? All of that so well. And then as soon as that fucking director's there and they got that thing where they smack it together, I'm mm-hmm. fucking it up. That's because you're not, because you, you probably, you probably, you know, that it's, it, it's, it goes to all walks of life. Yeah. Like you gotta, you gotta manage that situation and treat, try and treat it like it's nothing. And that's what I've learned and what I've gathered from the, the boys in my gym and, and the friends I've got in this game who, who, who are, who are, who are moving on with it. You know, that's what. I- Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I've kind of I- got from it, like. Do you agree? I you exactly. I hundred percent agree. I've been in that situation, yeah. you know, like where if I was doing a job that was just like a regular TV job, I would have been fine. But because I was working on a film with some people that I thought were really great actors, I'm like, oh shit, I'm working with like a, a Catherine Zeta Jones or a Michael Gambon or someone yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. So then you, you get in your head a bit more, imagine and you're like, that, oh no. Now imagine I go. Imagine I go. Oh fuck! I'm fighting in front of Dana White. Exactly. Yeah. I've almost got to think, who's that bold guy in the fucking crowd? (laughs) Yeah. I I, I think you're absolutely right. I think that's it. I think that mindset, you know, as long as you're, as as I'm sure you absolutely are, you said you've had 12 weeks or whatever to to really prep for this fight. As long as you're doing all the preparation, the fight itself needs to be the easy part, right? That needs to be the part where you go prep hard, fight easy, all that kind of stuff. And we've spoken about the... um, the, the the mental aspect of how you're going to approach this fight. I wanted to ask you something, because there's something you said in a previous interview that I heard a little while ago about working on the railway lines. Are you still working on those those that job? Fucking right, mate. I've got all my oranges in the back. Yeah. Well, so, and it did, I think, um, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, did you say something about it might be helping you physically? Because it's quite manual labour, it's very physical, yeah. and it's almost like you're getting extra reps in of, of whatever it might be. Can you tell us about about yeah. the job and, and how it's going. Yeah, so it's like, a, it's, it's I, I come on for like financial reasons, obviously because it's yeah. good money and I feel like it's kind of took the pressure off my fighting career in a way because I'm there like, I'll be there training twice a day but like in the last, I, I'll, I'll go from, 
I'll answer your question and then I'll tell you how I've been treated yeah. in the last couple of weeks. So it's basically like training twice a day and then I'll be going on a night shift with all the boys and all the boys, you know, my gang are like supportive. But I'll graft, you know what I mean? You're on the fucking shovel, you're on like the, you're on the bar, crowbar, you're lifting heavy shit, you're bumping up, you're on your feet for fucking nearly 10, eight, 10 hours. You, you're all, you're watching the sun come up. You, you're on night shifts, like, um, digging like, 1.2 square holes in the ground after I've trained in the morning that I'm digging on a fucking shovel all day in a in my basically top off sweating and then I'm going training again or I've like trained twice and I'm going on to a shift and I'm digging all night sweating shoveling this these really hard rocks it's called ballast that's what the track's made up of I'll be like carrying stuff just like a manual graph job and it's like most of the boys on the rails they like that's their workout then they go for a couple of pints after the shift because i know they've got to do it all again tomorrow and i'm doing these yeah. shifts and going fucking training and i just feel like it's kind of mentally as much as physically but mentally it's made me think what the fuck is this brazilian doing he's not doing this he's yeah. got to deal with a he's got to deal with like a a, a con i'd be i'd be hard with if i didn't train I'd be a fucking nightmare if I didn't train. So you're dealing with like this, like kind of like, I always just think of fucking Brock Lesnar, you know, when he's working on that, when he was working yeah. on that farm and it made him strong. Like it, and I've always had like, I only had that job in the school to, to come off of building sites because yeah. I thought it would help my training. And then I worked in Nando. So I thought I better not go on a building site because it kind of fucks my training up. And then I couldn't turn the money down with this job. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make it fucking work. If I've got to sleep less, if I've got to just have no life and I'm just train, eat, fucking work all night, get a little bit of sleep, repeat every day. How much sleep I'll are you it. getting? Oh, mate, at fucking out at times, like four, four hours, if I'm lucky, like four or five. And you're able, and you're able to train on that? Because a lot of people are talking what about sleep now and how important it I, is. I haven't got a choice, mate. I want to fucking get there. Yeah. So I'm not letting a little railway shift be the be getting yeah. in the way. Like, I'm like, I'm there, like, alarm goes off. My eyes are dry. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Dude, go train. Then I go train again. Then I'll finish training. And then I'm literally putting my fucking oranges on in the gym. And then go straight to work. And then I'm just counting down the seconds where I can go home. Now I get that little bit of sleep and I do it again. But in the last couple of weeks, don't get me wrong. They've looked after me. The site managers have. The boys have. They've all seen my fucking... And my, uh, my resourcer in the office has trying to put me on cushier shifts. So I'm only driving a minibus. Or I'm, I'm like... Uh, I'm, I'm only doing it like two shifts that week and I'm taking holiday pay just to take the slack off a bit, you know? Just put, all, put the slack great. on. Just, and then like... Site man, I'll tell you fucking straight. I don't even care if they see like the site managers are literally saying, right, I'll book you in this week. Go and fucking get your head down, mate. I can't be seeing you fucking falling asleep. I'll be lying on the fucking track there like that when you're waiting for a machine. You've all got to stand back. I lie on a little bit of fucking troughing, a little bit of concrete. And I'll be dozing off. I'll be just, I'll be, I'm that fucked, like you know. Yeah. So the, the site managers are like, look, mate, you got this once in a lifetime fucking fight. Fuck off. You do the same. You'd be booking, you'd be booking boys in if they had this opportunity. So you do the same. Yeah. Go in the van there, get in the van and watch the gate and just put, get your fucking head down. No one's gonna, no one's gonna. And if anyone's got a problem with it, I'll fuck them off like myself. That's what they these men are saying. 
That's how. That's the kind of support I've had lately. It's it's um, it's mind blowing. Then that in that good boys. Yeah. In that good. Yeah, that's man. amazing, so like, mate. So when I think about this fight, I'm like, I gotta live like this. I've gotta live like this, and I'm like, a really talented fighter anyway. But I'm living like this, and I'm training like this, and it's all gonna culminate into this one fight where I'm locked in there with just one man. And you're going to tell me that he's going to stop me getting this fucking contract. He's going to have to be like Superman. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What, so that's kind of that's kind of how it is, mate. I'm fucking, I don't know. I've just become a bit of a different breed lately. I hate to say it. You know, it's a bit of a, bit of a, bit of a, I don't know, a big-headed thing to say, but this, that's just the facts. This is a bit of a mad life I've had to live and uphold. And now I'm only 11 days away, you know. It's all going to pay off. I know it is, mate. They're telling me six weeks ago, it'll pay off. And you're like, oh, my God. This is six more fucking weeks. Oh, my God. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, get, 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 you know, try not to complain either. So I used to complain a lot. And then I'm like, then I'm like, boys complain. You know, I kind of, like, you know, like Francis Ngannou, I've been thinking, like, when I'm on the shovel, like, even on the sand dunes, Mm. shoveling sand so when I'm in there on the shovel I could be like oh I'm rep boys I'm, on sh- I'm in training but they the boys don't they can't get me out of the hole you know because yeah. you put like three or four man to a hole but I want to be in the hole digging I'm like this is more reps mate I'm thinking about this guy yeah. when I'm digging digging rock hard dirt at one or two in the morning in the pissing down rain I'm thinking about him thinking about the money that I'm going to earn in the UFC I'm thinking this ain't going to be fucking long I'll get an old fucking teary up, man. Yeah. Mate, it's incredible well, it's levels worked. of of sacrifice, yeah. mate, and uh, and it will it will come good. Um You've put in up, so man. much effort and time into all, this. Crying in all these fucking interviews lately. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but but do you know what it, for, for us all it does is it shows how much it it means to you and how much you're yeah. putting Passion. into it and i think for us and for anyone watching or listening to this hearing you talk with such passion and get yeah. a bit emotional about it i think that just draws them more onto your side i think it's just making yeah, them guess, go you know a lot of people don't watch the contender series i think they'll try and tune in for you and i think but even if it's you know that late night they'll they'll get up in the morning and go how the did i even get on the wednesday off they're going to go all fucking on the sesh the Tuesday and watch <laughs> the, the, the Wednesday off but um, you know like and I think about and I think about that and then I think about the kind of the life I've had and being skint and all that and the plan I've always had this plan where if we could if, we've, if I've had to have this te- this skint kind of upbringing imagine I could make the second half of my life where I'm filthy rich and I'm yeah. buying my fucking mother just like houses and that like that's my always been my yeah. and you know when I'm in the fucking hole and I'm like yeah I'm not on bad money when I'm digging the holes so it's not all the end of the world but like I'm thinking like fuck you every time do you know yeah, I can't absolutely. explain it I can't explain yeah. it. Just, I think you're explaining I, it really well. I, and okay, I, I think I people can, Absolutely. people can like, as much as, you know, they may not be able to exactly relate. I think people can understand where you're coming like, I've from. Got, I exactly. feel, feel like I'm a bit insane and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of how I feel. So yeah, I know I can't 
kind of went off on one there, but that's that's no, ne- never apologize for that, mate. That's that's what we're yeah. in for, that's what we want to get, and we want people to be supporting you and becoming big Oban Elliott fans. But, but we've had you for longer than I thought we would. But before we let you go, we have to ask you a little bit about the specifics of, of the fight itself. Kike Brito is, is the guy that you're up against. Uh, he looks like he's more of a striker. I believe he's no. the octagon welterweight champion, but you know, I think he's lost two out of his last five. You've won four of your last five. Mm. So how do you think you match up with him? And do you think like from the outside looking in from the layman that I am the sort of couch Coach pundit, you want to whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah. You boys, yeah. you boys have, from a fighter's perspective, you boys are very respected. There's people who text you for interviews that get you just fucking chuck them in your requests. But obviously, you boys are, are respected boys on this. We want to talk to you well, boys. Well, we we we, we genuinely oh, that means you. a lot to us, and we really yeah. appreciate Trust me, that. I have all the clowns um, you get messaging, and you're like, oh mate, fuck off. You were yeah. calling me your favourite fighter the other day and then you had my opponent on the week after calling him your yeah. favourite fighter. Fuck off. Yeah. But yeah, yeah as that... you were saying, about, go on. No, sorry. well, we, uh, well, it looks like, it feels like you obviously, it seemed like very good with your hands, but recently your wrestling has been really, really integral to, to, to some of your victories, it seems. And it looks on paper like it's, Sort of, I don't want to say striker versus wrestler or striker versus grappler because I know you've got good hands. Yeah. But a lot of people looking at it would go, well, the, the easiest route to victory for Oban, I suppose I should say, would be to go to the wrestling. And this guy is probably going to be looking to keep it on the feet and land in something heavy. How do you see the fight going? And do you think, where do you think you succeed where he fails? Well, I, I've got some of the best coaches around, yeah? And my striking coaches, I've never filled anybody full of shit ever. But my striking coaches, I've sat there and watched him. And they say, how the fuck is this guy going to live with you on the feet? And then my grappling and my MMA and all of my coaches are saying, and how on earth is he going to deal with you if you grab a hold of him? So he's going to be this, he's this octagon. Dana put it, put it right in this interview I watched the other day after the first episode he said um he doesn't care what he's done to get for you to get here you've got your foot in the door and it's about what you're doing the night and i just think like if he's gonna i'll have an answer for whatever he tries doing and look if he sparks me out and 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 i'm laying there and i'm waking up i'm like ah oh, fuck you know i'm not actually gonna care because it'll have to be a good punchy lands <laughs> do you know what i mean mm. and uh he's got to be good to beat me so how i Without sounding kind of in over my head, right? I think I'm going to fucking smoke him everywhere. If he wants to stand on the feet, mate, he's going to have to be good, mate. I'm going to be literally... I can go for days. I'm going to be pinging him, schooling him, throws a punch, where's it gone? Bang, I've won back kind of thing. And if he if he's going to try and wrestle, he's going to have to be... He's going to have to be shot. But he's just going to have to be unbelievable on the night to beat me because I don't I, you could chuck anyone in there now and it, it, I'll fucking go through them like a hot knife through butter that's how I feel about this matchup I can't actually give you a like a like a technical breakdown of it really I'm just that's, that's my head is on my head is on just destroying it that's, that's all I can that's all I can really say about it honestly 
Brilliant. Mate, you have just hyped me up for this. Yeah. I can't wait now, mate. I'll tell you. Um, Oban, honestly, mate, from the very first time you come on this podcast, when we finished that chat the first time, Blake and I both said that's one of the best chats we've ever had with a fighter. And and you've been so supportive of this podcast uh, since we, we launched it. And honestly, mate, we can't wish you any more luck, you know, just, just go for it um, and, and seize that opportunity and we can't wait to see you have a Thanks glorious so career Thank in the you UFC, so much, mate. Boys. And look, if it doesn't come to pass, right, and this guy is a, is a and this guy smokes me, I'm there to be, you know, kill or be killed. And if it doesn't come to pass and, and he beats me fair and square and, 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 I'm, and I fail, I'll be back and I'll be fucking yeah. back knocking his door again. So... Whichever, whatever happens, it's kind of in God's hands now, you know? But yeah. I just, if I'm going to be honest and, and really, like, and really, uh, you know, sensible about how I look at this, I can't lose. And I can't not get signed either. I just, this can't, it's just kind of, how is this going to happen? Maybe if there was two of him, yeah. then, then fair enough. But yeah, uh, this is not a this is not an act. This is me, and you know this by now, boys. Um, yep. Thank you so much for for you know giving me giving me airtime and a spotlight and that um, and the support. I just I hope I do it. I don't know if I'm gonna do it, but I'm I'm pretty damned. Yeah. At the same time, I'm damned certain I am. You know. Well. We'll be rooting for you, mate, and I hope everyone listening to this podcast or watching this on YouTube is going to be rooting for you as well. So it's the 22nd of August against Kite Brito on the Dana White Contender Series. Fingers crossed there'll be another Welshman with a UFC-signed contract at the end of that yes. night. We cannot wait to see you perform, mate. Always, as always, massive fans of yours, whether it be Cage Warriors, so UFC, Contender Series, whatever it is, we'll always have you on. We're big fans. Oh, thank, Vanilla, you. thank you so much, mate. Thank you so much, boys. Thank you. I don't know about you, uh, Mr. Harrison. He fucking hyped me right up. <laughs> Didn't he just? I am so, do you know what? I'm not going to lie. I've never really watched a contender series for, before, except if we're prepping. Like, I remember when we prepped for like the Jamal Hill interview that we yeah. did. I watched because he got in through the contender yeah. series. So I'll watch them in hindsight. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I am, I am really toying with the idea of staying up all night just to watch Joe Elliott's fight. I mean, I'm properly emotionally invested now. Like I've been a fan of Oban for a while. Yeah. When, if you haven't heard our original chat with Oban Elliott, please go and check that out. It's it's very funny, but also he's so like a bit much, much like this interview, emotionally open about about losing his dad, and 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 it was just before the Flamina fight as well, which sadly he was in a classroom. Lost, a, he was hiding in the classroom because he was working in a school. In school. Yeah. <laughs> and he got told off in the middle That's of the right. interview. Some woman came in and told him off. <laughs> for being too loud it's a great chat it's a, it's a really great chat for, for multiple reasons but Oban's still one of my favourite interviews to date that, that original interview and, and this one I think didn't disappoint either Absolutely. I'm such a big fan of his I'm really emotionally invested in, in his career now and I, I hope you are too if you're listening to this because he just seems like a really great guy and a very talented fighter as well I mean when you think about him working on the railways until like that that worries me for just his health in general 
general, not just like the fight, but I'm like, you, you, God, you, I hope he's so taking care of himself and getting all the, the sleep and stuff he needs. But it sounds like the people around him, that job, whatever the job is, shout out to the guys working with him on Absolutely. the railways and all that stuff, site managers and all that, really seeing what it means to him and giving him the, the, the cushy shifts or the time off work or, or whatever it might be so that he can just do his best in the lead up to this opportunity. Totally. And, and I think when he was talking about that and he ended up getting emotional, that shows the the sacrifice and passion and dedication, you know, that he's, you know, he's doing every possible thing, you know, and, you know, saying that, you know, the lads bust their balls and then literally go and have a few pints, whereas he then goes and trains to fight in the UFC. Yeah. Like, that's not, you know, a little, a little boxing club on a Tuesday night. That's hard sparring that's hard wrestling yeah, that's man. you know that's uh, uh, unbelievable and it was you know and to, to be able to be comfortable and then show that vulnerability and, and, and emotion like it just it just sums up what a, what a good guy he is and uh, and yeah just wish him all, all the best in uh, in the contender series because I think seeing the Welsh gangster in the UFC would just be so much fun you know so much fun it'd be um, great he put on some 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 great fights and he's a great character so yeah fingers crossed for him Um, if you haven't heard our interview with George Hardwick in the lead up to his uh, Dana White Contender Series which might be the week after Oban but I'm not 100% sure I think it is I think it is the week after go and check out our recent interview with George Hardwick obviously Cage Warriors lightweight champion who's defended his belt on a couple of occasions we mentioned him in this interview he is is a great chat. I believe we discussed his nipples very early on in the chat. So if nipples are your thing, maybe check out that interview. And if nipples aren't your thing, there's also the chat about him going on to the Contender Series, being the Cage Warriors lightweight champion and having to defend his belt twice and still only getting that, that Contender Series opportunity when, when a lot of people were saying he should be signed up straight away. Um, so yeah, check out that interview with George. And then as we said, the other uh, uh, alumni from Dana White's Contender Series, can't speak contender series like Jamal Hill who's recently had to vacate the light heavyweight championship in the UFC is he probably the most uh, accomplished uh, Dana White contender series alumni I'm trying to think who else has come from the Dana White contender series I don't think anyone else that's come from the contender series has become a champ I might be wrong but I don't think they have. But we had Jamal Hill on a while ago. That was a great chat. And then obviously the likes of your Michael Bispings and Dan Hardys and Tyrone Woodley's Paddy the Baddy, Molly McCann, Arnold Allen. Let's Paul talk Craig. Welsh people. Let's talk Welsh people. We have had Ricky yeah. Shaw, Jack Shaw, Mason Jones, who's now back fighting in uh, Cage, Cage Warriors, Warriors yeah. uh, Corey McKenna, uh, and um, and Brett Johns. Like we and have Brett had Johns, some, uh, yes. some some fantastic uh, Welsh fighters on the the podcast, all in the back catalogue so go and subscribe and uh, because if you subscribe then every week we drop one it just pops up on your listening device so uh, so go and do that leave us a comment um, we're, uh, we're really active on, on Instagram uh, and Twitter so um, you know any guests you'd like to hear us chat to drop us a message let us know what you make of the podcast and uh, and have a nice day yes bye <laughs>